Tim Bruins have clinched a playoff spot. Tough one-goal loss to Tampa Bay on Monday, but they're looking pretty strong at, with six games left here until the playoffs. Yes, for sure. Five-point lead over Toronto for the second spot in the Atlantic Division. So, once they completely collapse here, they will have home ice in the first round. And they're pretty much locked into that first-round matchup with Toronto anyway, unless the Leafs uh, go on a hot streak and the Bruins go on a wicked cold spell over the last six games. You'll be seeing the Bruins and Maple Leafs uh, uh, kick off their first round series a couple weeks from Thursday, I do believe. So, looking forward to the end of the regular season here, and looks like they're getting some players healthy as well. Kevin Miller and Matt Grizzlick are both uh, on the ice there, and no red no contact jerseys here at the morning skate. But it looks like Tory Krug could be in tonight. He's taking line rushes with Brandon Carlo, according to my Twitter feed, and Marcus Johansson looks to be in the lineup tonight. So they're also getting guys healthier, even though they also lost Sean Crowley to injury and looks like they'll be without John Moore for a little bit. But he's one of those extra defensemen as well. So yeah, good things are happening all across the uh, front, despite the loss to Tampa Bay there on Wednesday. Or Monday, rather. Excuse me. Tim, I'm kind of anxious to see Johansson again. You know, I thought he made a really good first impression uh, and then, of course, he got hurt right away. And, and the, he and Coyle, Coyle has really come into his own, I think, finally. So those, I'm anxious for those two guys to get in where the, where the, the Bruins want them and see how they do. Yeah, and the thing with Coyle in particular is when Johansson went down, he was the guy next man up on that second line. I think he's a little better served on that third line role. But just getting back to him real quick, I thought he had his best game of the season yes. Monday in that losing effort against Tampa. That's a couple flick moves there, had a goal, and uh, he was all over the ice, I think. Uh, hardly an issue Monday night, but what was the issue, obviously, was the constant turnovers um, in the third period and the on-man rushes and playing with five defensemen against that Tampa team. They were quite fatigued in the third period, and it's only a matter of time until the lightning struck in. You can't do that against a team like Tampa, but... Good. Uh, they can learn from this, and you can have Marcus Johansson probably back in the lineup tonight. You look good with Krejci and DeBrusque for the few games they skated together. And I think that's an easy spot for Cassie to put him right now, given that he's only been here for a few games uh, since coming over at the trade deadline. And still probably has to get reacclimated to a new system a little bit, but we'll see what happens tonight, and he'll probably have to shake off a little bit of rust as well. Yeah, going back to Coyle, I, I I like the fact that he ended up playing right wing for some games, and but he's really a centerman. Yeah. Uh, to be able to do that, because centermen usually are pretty versatile, but I think at that level to be that versatile was, was a good sign for for the future. If he can give them, you know, be able to give them some depth in a couple of spots, would be great. I think that's the reason why it's when you wanted to get him at the uh, deadline. Now, at the same time, you lose Ryan Donato. And he's tearing you up up there in Minnesota. But he's also getting more ice time that he wouldn't have gotten here in Boston. But he's taking advantage of it out there, and good for him. I think it's really going to be good for his development. But for Coyle, he fits the Bruins' knee, a little versatility. Um, He fits that third-line center role. And I think Cassidy, uh, Bruce Cassidy, wants to keep him in that third-line center role when he has his ideal healthy lineup and it'll be they'll be a little better off I think and they played like I said they played well against Tampa uh, and I think um, 
that's a pretty good matchup on that third line once everyone's healthy when you have Heinen. And you can even keep Wagner on that third line. He's been a pleasant surprise this year. And personally, my seventh award player award favorite. Really? Chris Wagner, absolutely. Yeah, well, I hadn't thought about who it might be. Um, you know, I, I like uh, I like the way they played against Tampa. I, I do think that they were a little overwhelmed when it went to 5D, just like you said. Yeah. Uh it almost looked like a young, young team, when they're up four to two, looking, maybe taking chances to try to put the game away, versus playing their own style where they're a little more conservative and whatever. And you know they had a couple of just bad plays with a pass right up the middle between the two defensemen, and yep. bang, guy skates in all alone. He didn't score one of them, but right. you, you just can't leave your goalie like that and uh, and expect that to happen. And and then the other thing is. I think Tampa showed some resiliency, uh, and it also showed how much talent they had. That The goal by Kucherov oh, yeah. over Rash shoulder was, I mean, I played that back about six times thinking, how in hell did he get that goal? I mean, it was an unbelievable shot. Yeah, and very few goalies will have a chance to stop that. Mraska uh, wasn't in bad position, per se. No. Kucherov is a hell of a talent, and he gets that puck past goaltenders about probably about 85% of the time. <laughs> and unfortunately, the 15% that he doesn't either goes wide or maybe hits the post or something like that. And uh, Tuca didn't have that benefit. And yeah, I'll tell you what, I know uh, Tuca was getting a little bit of flack for uh, not making the big saves, but look at the goals he gave up. I don't think... Um, even on that breakaway that was missed by Stamkos with Hedman trailing, that's not Tuka's fault there. No, you know? he made out perfectly um, for him. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they didn't bail him out there. And uh, the one timers for Stamkos. Now I will say this: if you leave, if you cover Stamkos, guess who else you you, know, you leave someone on that team open, and they'll get opportunities. They're so talented. You can't just focus on one player. You can't just focus on Stamkos. You can't just focus on. Kucherov, you can't just focus on Hedman, you can't just focus on Braided Point. They're talented up and down the lineup, and the Bruins, yes, I do think they have the best chance of dethroning the Lightning in the playoffs, but who, who do you leave alone, and who do you cover? Yeah, no question about that. The the uh, And I, again, I think that, like you, you said it, that was the issue in that game. They gave up, well, first of all, they had three foolish penalties in the third period, which yep. really hurt them. Because even though on the double minor they, they didn't even get a shot off, you weigh yourself out and you wear out Bergeron and, and uh, Marchand and whatever, killing the penalties. And uh, yeah. you just can't do that in the third period against a good team. Yep. And penalty kill was not an issue. Here's the top power play in the league. I think they only, uh, were 0 for 6. They only had, what, four or five shots on goal even. That was one of the strengths that they had uh, Monday night. But... Other than that, five-on-five play, I think they unraveled a bit, especially in the third. But like we said, there were a lot of factors going into that. So let's see if they clean that up tonight against the Rangers squad that will be going golfing in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm glad that they've got at least six games left to get these guys back and give them a chance to play because, as we know, there's something about hockey playoffs. The second they say the word playoffs, the game is different. Oh, absolutely. And we need these guys who have been hurt, like Grizzly and whatever, who haven't played in a couple of weeks. They need to get their legs under them and, and feel the speed of the game and, and whatever, because it's definitely different. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then at the same time, you also hope to 
uh, have everything secured next week, your home ice spot secured, so you don't have to play guys like Chara and Bergeron and even Carlo. You, I think you, they definitely need to rest up a little bit uh, as well. So uh, it's kind of an interesting scenario. You need good guys back in the lineup. At the same time, you hope to clinch soon because you definitely want to see guys uh, get some well-deserved rest, I think. So what did you think about the uh, the move to uh, secure Ch- Chara for another year? I liked it, you know. Yeah, it's not too much money, and yeah, it's not too long-term. I agree, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this year, for the first time that I can remember, he hasn't been the top-minute guy on the defense. He, he hasn't yep. had to play the same kind of minutes. They've taken him totally off the power play, you know, and so on. So I, I think that's been a plus, and I'm hoping it will pay dividends when the playoffs start. Yeah, and you know what? You got some uh, restricted free agents coming up, as we talked about all season long. You got McAvoy, Carlo, and Heinen uh, looking for contract extensions, and he took a relatively friendly pay cut. And for that reason, he looked into that future. I was there in Florida uh, for that press conference, actually not for Charles, but for Don Sweeney's press conference, and um, the. Uh, the, and Chara definitely wanted to look into the future. He definitely he has enough money now. I think he saved it, plenty of it. So I don't think he desperately needs it. And I think he uh, looked into that situation and said, what can I do to help the team while also contributing for another season? And boom, relatively easy negotiation there. And Chara's back in the fold for another year. Now, and I think he's had quite the, a good season for a guy his age now. You look into next year, year after that, year after that, you'll still be getting him on one-year deals, but will he still be playing top minutes for the next few seasons? He's in great shape. His conditioning is uh, legendary, but, you you know, father time catches up to everyone eventually. It always Uh, wins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chara hasn't had that quite as bad, but at the same time, you've got to look at it and – Question yourself whether he can sustain this uh, type of conditioning for the next few seasons. Well, and you, and I, I think it has to be a special guy that understands as good as he's been for so long that suddenly he's not going to be in the top pairing. Right. He's going to be in the third, second, or third pairing, and he's not going to play when they're shorthanded. And he's, you know, so again, for what they what they're paying him for money, I, I think that he I, he must understand that they're not going to play him in those in those key situations all the time. For sure. And everything's uh, situational, as we all know, but we'll see what happens. The, uh, I, I think the key will be uh, for, the, for the playoffs. I do think having home ice advantage is, is good. It, it cuts down on you play those first two games at home. Mm-hmm. If you can win those, now you just need that one quick win away, and you can end the series maybe in four, but, but earlier. So yeah, having they had home- that scenario last year where they went up two nothing in Boston, Toronto one one up there, and then they made a comeback. I'm I'm telling you, I know Toronto is having a tough go of it, like, but don't sleep on this team. They got oh, no. so much talent now. Defensively, they're still an issue. If they can't uh, put the puck in the net, they're really going to have a problem. I think um, I think that's going to be a very short series if. Uh, if the offense can't overcome the defensive liabilities that they've had all season one, and you thought maybe they get a little better with the addition of Jake Muzzin at the deadline, maybe their blue line would have a little more depth. That hasn't been the case at all in Toronto. 
You know, one of the guys that we haven't talked about that came back was Pasternak. You know, he looked like, I mean, it was a good thing is he could still skate. It's always great when the when the injury is not the leg so they can skate and stay in condition and stay what I call, you know, ready, if you will, to be on the ice. Uh, he looked like he hadn't missed any time, I thought. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there were a couple games where he was rusty, and he even admitted that during this sure. um, uh, media availabilities on this road trip. But uh, he, uh, I think he's looked fairly well. I think he's getting better, obviously, with his timing and such. And the top line has picked up right where they left off for the most part. And now that you have that, now they have, you have a pretty good second line and a pretty good bottom six, Yeah, and you're going to be uh, rolling. Cassie has that luxury of now rolling three and four good lines, and you're definitely going to need that in the playoffs, as we all know. You touched on Toronto being a likely playoff matchup, and you touched on their struggles um, at times. Uh, in terms of how they match up with Boston, how Boston matches up with them, what are some keys looking forward? I mean, we have six regular season games left, but playoffs will be before we know it, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things I'll be looking forward to when it comes to that is what line will the what assignment will the Bergeron line have? Will they be um, against John Tavares's line, uh, the top line, or will they try to shut down Austin Matthews again? And that uh, turned out well when they did that. Now another situation that Cassidy's done. He, and now he won't have Crowley at disposal, but at times he's put that fourth line of Crowley, Cherry, Wagner against top lines. He did it in Toronto, I believe, in the last meeting of the season all the way back in January. I don't think that's going to be the case. Maybe you put uh, the Heinen coil wagner line against uh, either Tavares or Matthews, but from a matchup standpoint, it's going to be very interesting to see what Cassidy does to counter with um, against Tavares and Matthews for sure. But like we said, defensively, Bruins had the advantage. I think they have a slight advantage in goaltending now. I think Frederick Anderson, for as well as he's played, he's going to be taxed by that first-round series, just playing in the amount of games he's already been playing. And this is a fairly good matchup, I think, overall for Bruins. Whoever thought that in September when we were t- when we uh, talked about uh, what they'd look like uh, throughout the season, that the Bruins would match up well with the Maple Leafs after adding John Tavares, and you know what? They match up very well. Nice. Well, uh, he is the managing editor of Bruins Daily. Find him on Twitter at underscore Tim Rosenthal. And, Tim, this is uh, your final uh, call into the current format of the B-List. It might uh, resurrect itself in a while, but (laughs) we don't know yet quite for sure what the plans are for the future. But we really appreciate you calling in every Wednesday to break things down from the Boston Bruins perspective with your coverage there for Bruins Daily. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys giving me the 15, 20 minutes just to um, discuss uh, all things brewing. So definitely looking forward to whatever your next venture is. A big thank you to you, Aaron, uh, for coming on, uh, filling in for Maddie um, um, during the course of the season. Big thank you to Coach for your insight and your great questions. And, of course, a big thank you to Maddie because I don't think without him I would have this opportunity to <laughs> discuss the Bruins with you on this platform. So thank you all and look forward to what's in store for you next. I'm sure it will be a good one and whenever you guys need me, I'll be here. All Sounds right. like a plan. Tim Sounds Rosenthal, good. thanks again. Appreciate it. Thanks, fellas.